Flickstock 94. Uh, what you just heard is a preview, a short snippet from the song by Articulate. Um, we have him in the space. Uh, he's recently uh, launched his channel, Omniflix TV, and his video will be like, going live there soon. So you can check out the music. Um, we'll have him in our segment around uh, again sometime after our discussion with our guest. Uh, to hear from him more about you know his journey, making music, getting into Web three, so much more. But uh, till then, uh, welcome you all uh, from whatever time zone you're joining from. I hope you guys are doing well. Hi, Liam. I see you. How have you been? Hey, Jaden. Um, how are you doing today yourself? Um, all good here. Yeah, it's good. Uh, we are sort of uh, getting like a delayed winter season here which is well sort of like how summer is in england but um yeah so that very excited sort of a busy uh, few weeks uh here at Arnold fix because uh you know a lot of events coming up in uh like you know in december um so we are preparing for that there's a lot of uh, development on our apps so shipping updates and just excited for all that yeah interesting interesting um are you are you you're based in india right yeah. when you talk about the late winter yeah, yeah i'm in the southern part so yeah it's like more tropical weather here so you know the winter is not as harsh no i see i see um yeah here it's like um it's kind of mild for this time of year like we're, it should be getting like really really cold like five degrees or less uh celsius uh, for our for our US listeners, I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit, um, but yeah, we've had quite a mild time as well. Um, so hopefully, hopefully it's a mild mild winter all round. Because because you said yours is late, is it arriving or is it still still not come? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, uh, I think it's the same thing happening here because uh, usually we have winters arriving early, but um, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, there's so many things to sort of like, you know, list out. Um, but yeah, I will you I be guess... dropping, will you be dropping by? Uh, there's like India blockchain week happening. Will we be 
seeing you here or uh when is when is india blockchain week it's the first week of december so you have like uh, ethereum polygon solana a um, lot of other like you know um crypto ecosystems that uh like do sort of uh like you know hack house and uh, even meetups with like you know vcs and everything uh, all at the same time so we had one last year so it's like you know really busy they get to meet everyone in one spot and there's like a lot of like you know spillover of audiences like you know so yeah it's it's like a one big and very busy time in the especially the tech hubs which is like you know bangalore and hyderabad yeah yeah i can imagine um I, i'm not attending myself but i, I think is that why I, I think i saw crypto cito's in asia for a while and india as well so i imagine he's there for no he um I spoke. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. He, he's he's attending a wedding of one of his friends in Mumbai. Ah, I see. <laughs> yeah. Ah, fair enough. Well, um, I hope you enjoy that. If you're going yourself, Jason, and uh, I guess if any any of our listeners are attending, do let us know. Leave a comment, maybe below the space. Also, let us know if it's winter where you are. Um, but yeah, are you attending, Jason? Oh yeah, there are a bunch of events, so I'll of course be going. Uh, you know, repping the Interchain Media Hub. Uh, I'll see based on like another thing because we have our own stuff to keep us busy. But it's a it's a good way to meet like you know people from other ecosystems and also um, who are working on like you know similar dApps. There is like a lot of events by projects like say Filecoin and stuff, which is like an IPFS layer themselves. So. Uh, Pretty, pretty interesting yeah definitely i mean if you can get like the full the full i guess like stack is the word i think of there if you can get the full stack like on chain or at least uh permissionless and uh censorship resistant that's really important so um I, I i think like ipfs is one of the biggest criticisms that's faced from like uh outside of the nft community when looking in right it's like the idea that like at least some of the files should be on chain, not just the ownership proofs and the, the NFT container. Yeah, I think that's that's one reason, which is why when we talk to people about Omniflix, they're like often surprised that uh, we have like our own IP, like, you know, uh, storage layer as well, because uh, that means that even if they don't mint NFTs, they can have assets uploaded, like, you know, online. Uh, on IPFS layers, like you don't always have to like, make it in an NFT, and I think that by itself is such a big thing because you know uh, people understand the pain point that other chains have, and where you're like you know putting it on like a Web three IPFS storage, then you're putting the link, and I think even those steps are enough number of steps that change like the tech know how that people have, like that by itself. I'm pretty sure like Shrugs at least they. 20-25% of users being like, oh no, that's too complicated. And shouldn't. So yeah. Yeah, it definitely should be simple, like one one click process. Um I was talking to Sisler about this actually from like a uh YouTube channel backup style product, right? And it was like, you know, you don't just want to back up the videos, you want to back up the the viewer metrics as well and stuff like this, mm. uh, or the comments, everything. Um 
And you do that by putting it on OmniFlix TV, but you have to kind of back everything up on a storage layer that's not centralized as well. So we were having a, like a brief, a brief discussion about that, which was quite interesting. And it fits quite nicely into, I think, what we were talking about just then. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think, uh, yeah, we just, and that's, I think, a call to all the viewers in the audience also. Please interact and your feedback is uh, especially like super valuable your ideas uh, in terms of this thing. We have got so many, like, you know, power users already on Omnix TV, a lot of, like, validators, and we want more because I'm pretty sure, like, you know, few ideas here and there uh, can just, like, be such game changers when it comes to, like, you know, using tech. Like, it's the nuances that really change the difference. So, um, yeah, please try it on and share your feedback and, you know, that'd be great. I think I should send an invite to the NETA team now. Uh, yeah, totally. I guess um, while you send the invite, I'll, uh, I'll quickly do the introductions. Um, and just to kind of uh, add to your point as well, I, I think this is the thing with, with us as users in the space, right? Like we, we might not be able to contribute code and the development side of stuff. You know, most of that's probably going over our heads, but we all have a very unique position as a user to kind of give feedback on whether the user experience can be better, not just for OmniFlix and OmniFlix TV, but everything. Um, like as a consumer, uh, you know what kind of consumer experience you want, or hopefully you do. Um, and your feedback definitely helps like projects uh, iterate and also experiment on you, like as a lean startup. That's kind of how I think of it. Like the more information you give, uh, the more like these, these startups can experiment on you and find what works, and then you get a better product. That said, Quickly going to get the introductions done, and then I'll pass it back to you, Jaden, to uh, introduce our speakers uh, or uh, our segments, depending on how the uh, space flow will go. But um, yeah, just quickly, huge shout out to everyone joining today. Apologies if you got a bit lost in me and Jaden talking there. Uh, this is Flix Talk 94, and we do have a planned schedule for today, so we have a lot of stuff to discuss. Um, just want to give everyone a shout out if you're a listener, a contributor to OmniFlix, or just a first time trier. Thanks for coming here. We appreciate all of you node hosts, collectors, NFT creators, video producers, Terra Spaces, all of you. Big shout out. I see Crypto Dan Vance in the space as well. So huge shout out to you. Um, obviously, Nata, thanks for joining us today. Jaten, thanks for hosting as always. And yeah, I'll pass it back to you, Jaten. What have we got coming up today? Okay, so first up, as uh, so many people have seen the announcement, we have Nate Dao as our guest today. And I, since we were already talking about, like, you know, uh, Web3 and how, like, you know, contributors and how their feedback is super important, I think that's a great segue to Nate Dao, uh, which is working with Juno. I, I'm pretty sure, like, you know, a lot of, uh, first of all, hi, I team, before I ramble off again. Uh, is there anyone uh, from the NetherDowns team is able to access the mic? Hey, good morning. Can you hear me? Yeah. Great. Hi. Yeah, I just wanted to check before. <laughs> so uh, I think uh, so many people in Cosmos uh, know of NetherDow, you know, from the amazing bull run and uh, from the airdrops and stuff, but uh, very few, uh, like I'm pretty sure like, other than of uh, people who are like fanatics of the Juno and relevant chains might not know. And I think 
a great start would be just an introduction from what it has been doing and what NetherDAO is all about. I think that's that's just the uh, ideal place to start. So hi, uh, please please get started. Um, yeah, thanks. Uh, that's a great way to introduce it, I think, because I know that some of the people I see here, like you guys have heard me say all this before, so I'll try to be a little more concise, but um, essentially the NATO, NATO DAO uh, was built on top of this NATO airdrop. Um, and we at the DAO didn't, we didn't create the NATO token. Um, we were just recipients of it or, or we purchased it later or uh, came into it. it. It was originally airdropped, I believe, by uh, either the Juno core one team or some subset of the core one team. I'm not sure um, exactly, but it was intended as, I mean, it, it, it was released with this black paper as um, a store of value for the Juno ecosystem. Uh, and there, there was a lot of sort of questions about that and, and everything. Um, <clears throat> and so one, one way that I think about the native token is that it is a kind of badge of honor. Um, it's, a, it's a kind of service medal, if you will. Um, because the airdrop occurred, it was structured in a way that um, it, it went out to people who were essentially early adopters of Juno. Um, Juno, I think, went live on October 1st, 2021. Uh, the NATA drop happened what, two, three, three months or so after that. Um, and it targeted stakers on the Juno network. Um, so you had to get in in the first three months, but then you also had to be voting on governance. Uh, and in this way, I would say that this NADA airdrop, um, since, since a lot of the people who were there in the beginning and who were staking from the beginning uh, were also people who received the Juno airdrop, which meant that they were staking Adam all the way back in, in February 2021, if not before that. Um, the NADA airdrop, in a sense, it, it's like a deep core sample of, of cosmonauts and people who really care about the governance side of, of Cosmos. Um, and so the idea that eventually emerged from the NATO DAO, uh, as, as people got together and they wanted to figure out like, what do we do with this token? Um, we, I mean, there, there were a lot of ideas um, around that and there's still, there's still room to develop all of those ideas. Uh, but the one that seemed most salient uh, was to sort of lean into this idea of a, of a governance body. Um, and so by, by pooling together these cosmonauts who have sort of long-term um, investments and interest in the Cosmos e ecosystem and who care about um, proper stewardship of blockchains and, and so forth, um, we, we formed this DAO. Uh, we created a validator, um, Porabro, who is up here with me, uh, runs, runs the native DAO validators for us. Um, and this allows the recipients of the native token uh, to to participate in on-chain governance in a in a collective, organized, and deliberate fashion, um, and so that's the uh, I, at a first level, I would say that's basically what NATO is. It's a kind of um, political body, or or um, it 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 in some sense concretizes what the initial airdrop was all about. Um, it takes that next step and it gathers people who received the NATO token um, and gives them a collective voice and and political power. Uh, over blockchains. Um, and I think that that's important actually because there are a lot of people on these networks who um, who are more or less in the in the fan category, right? And I include myself. This is little D talking, by the way. If you're on our server and you see me, that's this is who's talking. Um, and I'm I'm not a coder, I'm not a developer. Uh, I don't I don't understand any of the 
tech in a way. Uh, I mean, I, I, I can read about it and I grasp it conceptually, but if you gave me a problem to sit down and fix, that's not me. Um, and I think that those people are, are important. We do care about um, Cosmos. We do care about governance and uh, yeah. So, so the DAO is one way of doing that. And so sometimes people will ask the question, NATO is a store of value. Um, and, and here I think this is a, this is a profound um, power of blockchains, which is that it allows us to tokenize values, which aren't simply fiat dollar values. Um, and in this case, as I said at the beginning, NATO tokenizes this, this value of loyalty to the ecosystem, of participation and governance, um, and, and it allows that value to have a, a real form uh, and a form that people can can do something with. Uh, so that's that's how I would start. That's uh, yeah, that's that's great. Liam, do you have anything to add? Um, I'd say, obviously, firstly, it's great to have you guys here speaking. Um, pretty cool that you set up a validator. Um, I like the idea that the DAO obviously can contribute to multiple different chains through participating in the DAO, which has the validator, which then votes on proposals. That's quite cool. Um, I guess, like, my follow-up question from um, what you shared to us, uh, by the way, if there's any people, you know, Juno community, native community, they want to come up and ask a question, request, we'll get you on. And uh, yeah, feel free to ask. Um, but my question, um, I guess, following on from that, because I think that was a good explanation, uh, a little D, of everything that's going on there, um, is uh, since the launch, um, obviously the socials have been a bit quieter um, from what I've seen. Um, on the NATO money page, I think specifically, um, I just would be interested to hear uh, what you've been up to and kind of what's next, because uh, I know I haven't really been keeping up to date, and that's on me, not on you guys. Uh, but it'd be great to kind of hear, because I think a lot of people maybe haven't heard so much about NATO compared to when it first launched, when everyone was talking about it. Yeah, the um, so the NATO money webpage. I think it was created by uh, the the core one team, and so NATO DAO. We don't have ownership over that or or control over it, and that's um, part of the the design of the NATO token was that it's a closed contract, um, ownerless. Nobody can go in and change it. So it has this hard cap of I, I think it was originally thirty two thousand or something uh, NATO tokens, and then it's a little bit less than that because not everybody claimed. Uh, the NATO airdrop, but so some of the stasis that you see uh, with respect to all of that, I think is intentional. Um, but yeah, in terms of the social stuff, I think we're more, we, we have weekly meetings on our Discord server, um, primarily where we talk about governance issues, validator issues, all of this. Um, and I think that's where a lot of our activity really is. Um, and as we grow, I think we'll we'll have more activity elsewhere, of course. But yeah, for now, I would say most. If you haven't seen a lot of stuff, that's probably also not not your fault either. Um, it's just yeah, the nature of uh, <laughs> how communities sort of shift and and organize themselves. Yeah, totally. I mean, um, I didn't mean to focus on like the social media side specifically. Of course, um, that makes a lot of sense. Um, but obviously, when you were talking with, with Jayton just then, um, it was really great just to hear like everything around kind of um, how NATO was formed, right? Like it was built off of the back of the airdrop. The, the airdrop was done by Juno or Core One, let's say. Um, and then the DAO formed afterwards. The community came around the token. 
Uh, and there was ideas around the utility of the DAO and the token, like what's it going to be used for? What's its involvement in, you know, the, the cross-chain ecosystem, right? And you talked about the validator and kind of being like a governing body. Um, and so I was just wondering, just generally, like, you know, since the launch of this DAO, like what have you kind of experienced over the course of the last few years? Um, you know, has it been like kind of, getting through a period where the DAO was shrinking and now it's kind of got its focus and it's expanding or has it been a very different experience? I'd be really interested to hear uh, just where the visibility of NATO has not been as as much as it you know was when it launched. So hopefully you understand the question. Sorry if it was a bit long-winded. I know that's, um, that's great. I, I think with the bear market, Pretty much every project has seen this contraction of of people and participants, um, and we've we've seen that as well. Uh, so that's that's something that you like as a crypto project. You just have to be aware of these like patterns and this cycle that crypto is in. Um, this it, it, people call it a four year cycle. It may be a little bit more or less than that, but um, there are in any case these waves of adoption which bring in um, interest and activity. Um, and I would say that a lot of people, I, I, I don't know if, uh, I, I would have to look and check, but it was the last time I looked, it was something like 30% of all of the original uh, airdrop recipients of the NATO token are still holding uh, the full airdrop. That may be 20% now, I'm not sure. Um, but for a token that quote unquote doesn't do anything, uh, that's, that's to my mind, a pretty strong show of faith um, in, in Juno and in Cosmos or at the interchain. Uh, at large. There are people who, you know, they may not be participating, um, they're kind of dormant at the moment, but I think that uh, as as the conditions sort of change on the ground around price and all of that, that people get more excited and come back. And um, so, yeah, there, there's a, during the, the bear market, you kind of have to hunker down uh, and, and just protect what you have uh, and, and prepare yourself to be open for the opportunities that you know are going to come. Uh, in the next in the next wave, um, and that's a. I, I think it's very hard uh, to to sort of have that faith at the the bottom of the bear market when the SEC is pummeling everybody, uh, and prices are way down. Like it, it's easy to to lose faith or to lose heart. Um, but but one of the things that I hope that we're doing with Nada Dow, um, I, I also run this um, sort of Web three and education Web three and philosophy group. Uh, called called coining reason um, is to I hope that Nada Dow can can reconnect people to this deeper idea of crypto not just as an auxiliary to your bank account but as a genuine alternative to it you can be your own bank uh, and to do that of course it's not just enough to have the tools to do it you also kind of have to understand um, what you're taking over and and why. Uh, and so coining reason is just my personal effort to explain that and to think about it a little bit more deeply. Um, and I think that as, as Nada Dow um, at, at large, I think we try to do that as well. Um, I, I, I sometimes say that public blockchains need public institutions uh, because when you look at the governance of most chains, it's driven by people, by validators who are either owned and run by developers um, or by just private for-profit companies. Uh, and so NetaDAO, you know, we, we formed after the NetaDAO token dropped. We didn't have an existing treasury. We have no NetaDAO tokens in our treasury that, you know, we don't we don't have a Genesis founder allocation for us. Um, so we're, we're literally working on um, sort of love, passion, and, and volunteers. Uh, 
and this this um I, I, sorry I, I i've lost my train of thought on that uh, <laughs> but but this um this volunteer effort i think is is uh very much a part of web3 um and this this spirit of collaboration um and peer-to-peer -peer work um not not needing centralized entities or or large wallets to to make something happen uh so this this concept i would say of of native DAO, I, I hope that it does sort of return people to the original cypherpunk or or um crypto punk um kind of kind of thinking um so yeah it, with without vc funding without uh, a founder allocation or anything to nata dao um we we are this basically a public institution and that's why we incorporated we went through this legal incorporation process on the dao um to become a, a non-profit um essentially to, to formalize that to protect all of our members um and to you know create this legitimacy to bring some legitimacy uh to the ecosystem and to to be a kind of model for other projects or other DAOs, other teams that want to want to think about not simply looking into uh web3 but also outward to the external world and and yeah so that's um i think that native DAO is kind of a uh, at the moment it's a kind of think tank or, or a research organization um we we provide a lot of support uh to juno with through the charter um and through the constitution work that we're doing there um but also yeah uh, we we've talked to cleomedes dow and several other uh interested interested projects about the legal wrapper process um so yeah being being a resource a community resource for the interchain i think is very important to us um and yeah we we um i think i think we genuinely kind of love love to be here we love being cosmonauts even with all of the drama <laughs> yeah i mean um i actually was really enjoying you explain uh, all of that there um there's a lot of philosophy involved which is really interesting to me i really like that um and i think you know i can speak quite confident confidently when i say most of the listeners here are probably the high conviction people that weren't as worried as some uh, at the bottom of the bear market if i had to guess but um yeah it's definitely um definitely true that that is a worry um and definitely something that's hard to hard to stay convicted in you know uh, your positions or the DAOs or the communities you're a part of um, I do have some more questions, but I just wanted to pass back to uh, Jaten. Jaten, do you have any questions for uh, Lil D or Natadao? Uh, I mean, yeah, first of all, uh, I thank you for sort of explaining uh, the clear functions, like, you know, the basis on which you found Natadao um, and why, you know, like more than uh, the importance of governance that I think um, more and more uh, in Cosmos and around people have been saying that Cosmos, although, yeah, as you mentioned, like, you know, we are, uh, we are sort of called out for the drama bit and stuff, but our, our governance is also like a strength. And I think if you keep that in mind and keep the Juno ecosystem uh, in mind, I think yeah, it, it makes sense uh, about like, you know, having a, a sort of a governance DAO and how it sort of continues to contribute and make educate the community on the basis and kudos to you for also like you know setting up a validator there i think uh, a great direction in terms of a uh, question in relation to what you mentioned and what liam asked uh, 
was about uh, the the phase in which um, Juno is now, where it, you know, uh, recently released the Juno Charter, and uh, I think I would like to understand what are the synergies between how Netadao contributes to the Juno Charter, and if you could sort of explain that how how it's a new vision or path for the ecosystem for our audience also in a bit of an ELI five <laughs> manner, I, I would recommend because I know that it's, it's a lot about like you know numbers and accounting also in it, but just in terms of like how it's how it's a change in direction and what what are some you know good and new things that we can expect from Juno, at least because you know you're a contributor that aspect as well. Yeah, so um, so Juno has this. Uh, <laughs> I think everybody knows this this history, um, and and I started thinking more seriously about um, constitutions or charters and and Web three after Juno had this Prop sixteen um, drama, and I'm not going to relitigate or go through all of that. Um, but I just want to say that when Prop sixteen happened, you saw that there was this uh, shock, even even sort of among developers. Um, who who built these systems when they realized that a proof of stake network is actually governed by the by the stakers, um, and and what happens on that ledger is actually determined by the by the stakers, um, and so this is a this is where the constitution sort of becomes important. Um, if you look at the original Adam White paper, the very first sentence of the governance section says that a distributed public ledger should have a constitution and a governance system. And when you look out at the, the ecosystem, um, we see that all of these chains do have governance systems. You can go out and vote yes or no on proposals, right? Um, but very few of them have constitutions. So why is why is a constitution necessary? Um, if, you, if you've looked at any sort of, uh, there, there are all of these studies on voting systems and, and electoral politics and everything, but, um, a simple yes/no governance system works if yes and no are genuinely the only two alternatives to a given proposal. But in reality, in the real world, uh, most people don't operate on absolutes; they operate on margins. Um, and so, if you have a proposal and a bunch of people vote yes or no on it, um, that becomes sort of the law of the land. But then, suppose two weeks later you have a similar proposal that changes some of the parameters around on it. Uh, and now you get a different majority of yes and no. Uh, and this, this in the 19th century, there were mathematicians and social scientists like Condorcet um, who were studying these voting systems, and they found that uh, this this would lead to cyclical um, or, or circular um, problems in voting. So a governance system without a constitution is essentially mob rule. Uh, and a constitution comes into play, and it says this is how we actually take uh, all of these constituent voices, and we turn them into one voice. Um, on, on the U.S. money, we have this e pluribus unum. Um, from many comes one, uh, and this is the heart of a constitution. It, it tells us how people, um, even people who disagree, can still come together and have a unified voice uh, through through their voting system or through their political system. Uh, so, a constitution or this charter that we have on Juno. Um, it, it is replacing the existing core one, uh, which, which was over a lot of stuff for a long time. 
um, and sort of controlling development, controlling uh, all, all of these things. Um, and what the charter has done is that it's established uh, three departments within Juno. Um, so there's operations, there's community relations, and there's development. Uh, and it's put seats on each of these departments uh, for, for the duration of the charter, um, which is a, a sort of learning place for us. Um, we're, we're still working on a full constitution and we're gonna use this experience of the charter to help inform a better constitution overall. Um, but for this charter, we've limited those departments to, to like five voting seats, if you will. Um, and those seats are open to public election. Uh, Juno will be having these elections in the coming week or next two weeks, I believe. Uh, don't don't quote me on that. As you guys know, the, the Gregorian calendar and uh, developers is they're, they're on unfriendly terms. Um, but but soon, trademark, um, soon we'll be having these elections uh, and, and people from the community will be serving on these departments. Um, and this, I think, will make Juno a truly community-driven chain. Um, and, and it will give structure and shape and, and voice uh, to, the, to the Juno community uh, in, a, in a pretty, I would say, pretty radical and new way. Um, and sometimes people argue about, you know, this happened with Nada uh, because people said, well, you can't just create a store of value out of nothing. That's not what money is. Um, but in some sense, money is just created ex nihilo. It's, <laughs> uh, it, it's money because people say it's money. And, um, but, but how they say it's money is what's important. Um, so you have you have uh, like this Harvard attorney Christine Dasan. Um, she teaches at, at Harvard Law School and studies financial systems. Um, she says that money is a constitutional object because money depends on the pledge of its issuer. Um, and so, giving Juno this constitutional structure, this constitutional framework, I think overall it boosts and bolsters um, this this question about monetary systems, um, and it and it puts. Uh, it actually puts Cosmos, I think, into play um, in, in a new way uh, as, as, a, as an alternative to uh, the institutions that we have or that we live with um, in, in the quote unquote traditional real world. Um, so, so my hope is that with this charter um, and with this opening up uh, to public participation of these public blockchains, uh, that, that we'll be able to sort of encourage uh, other blockchains that are looking to do something similar. Um, and ultimately we'll form what the original Adam White paper referred to as policy zones, uh, different blockchains linked together with different, um, every, every community will have its own margins, its own margins of preferences on um, how to resolve this or that issue. Um, but they'll be able to form alliances that are deeper and more meaningful than simple token swaps as, as a result of this work. Um, and so I, I hope that in the future, what we'll see is more chains um, and maybe more DAOs and, and projects um, thinking about these, these constitutional documents or these um, yeah, organizational structures uh, to, to better facilitate um, what, what it is that we're trying to do here in Web3. Uh, because I think it's very easy to get kind of bogged down on DeFi, um, and again, seeing seeing blockchain as this auxiliary to uh, a banking system rather than an alternative to it. Um, so for me, it's really about uh, this this alternative uh, possibility that that interests me the most. Um, and I know that there, everyone disagrees and has their own preference for that stuff, but um, that's that's really what I want to bring forward. And I think that it's a powerful 
and, and profound uh, component of, of what Web3 is about is this reimagining of institutions uh, because you see it all over the world. Institutions are on pretty rocky ground. <laughs> um, people, people don't have faith in their governments. They don't have faith in their, their monetary instruments. They don't have faith in, in the social institutions around them. Um, and blockchain's transparency, publicity, um, all, all of this, I think, allows us to rebuild the world in a healthier and better way for the future. Um, so that's that's what I'm hoping to accomplish with that. Sorry, this is my answer's gone on, but uh, yeah, I hope that that got to everything. Uh, no, I I understand. I am like uh, see your line of thinking in terms of uh, why. Like especially Web3, we need to do practices that are uh, different and hold us accountable in, like, you know, uh, yeah, as you said, like, you know, not in an auxiliary manner to what, like, you know, uh, Web2 or current institutions do, but it should be a newer way that supports the ideology of, like, you know, how Web3 and open source is built. Uh, so definitely, I I sort of see the merit in uh, thinking that way how how it pans across and how it adapts uh i think that is um of course like you know depends from ecosystem and protocol to protocol but um i i get it especially i think uh, in in my understanding i'm not that big of a like you know one of the veterans in web3 but i do understand that the the space in which people are collaborating and how they contribute is is super decentralized as well so um a charter or or a constitution of sorts really helps understand the values because you don't have like a brick and mortar store where you can go in and you can sort of see those tangibles to remind yourself of things um and people are like you know first of all very anonymously and are collaborating in in newer ways every like you know every few months so you need like a sort of a, yeah like a core value or as you said like a charter to keep them on track and also sort of reiterate what the protocol or like you know what is the true aim that we and to keep updating it um liam do you have uh, anything to add or yeah yeah nail it out in please i i just wanted to point out uh, that the, the charter and the constitution, I've, I've been working on it, um, but I was working on it through the Juno Working Group. And so I want to give a lot of props and credit to the people in that group, um, Ray Raspberry and and uh, Brady from the Signal uh, Project uh, and others have, have all been uh, instrumental in doing that. And the Juno Working Group is, a, is another one of these volunteer organizations. Um, everyone in there has, has volunteered to be there. Nobody's been paid for any of it. Um, and so, yeah, I, I do think that Cosmos actually has this very deep and very loyal, very passionate uh, group of users um, who didn't just abandon stuff when the when the token price crashed 90, 95% or whatever. Like, um, we're, we're still here. We still care about it. We still understand that the tech is the same tech, whether it's one penny or a thousand dollars. And it, it still harbors the same political and sort of social potential um, with, you know, independent of that. Um, and so I, I think that's a very powerful sort of 
set of human resources to have on a chain. Uh, and so the charter and the constitution um, really allows these, uh, it allows developers, I think, to, to um, create more open systems and to take advantage of the alternative perspectives that community members bring with them. Um, and, and in this sense, I, I hope it leads to sort of more robust and, and more open and sort of transparent uh, stewardship of, of chains. Um, but yeah, so so the charter and the constitution, it isn't just the work of, of Nada Dow, it is the work of the Juno Working Group and uh, we, we participate um, in that, so yeah. Yeah, it props to props to Juno Working Group as well. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, Liam, I sorry, I sort of interrupted you last time, but yeah, please, please go on if you want to add anything on top of this discussion. Yeah, totally. Um, honestly, I really like the um, the way you think, uh, Lodi. Actually, on this, um, I really, really understand myself, like the importance of governance um, and how we need to improve governance to um, create, like you said, better alliances or better partnerships, let's say, between communities. But it also creates better alignment within like a single DAO or a single community as well. Um, so, yeah, I, I really kind of um, relate to a lot of things you were saying there. Um, and it was really, really interesting to hear um your thoughts about the properties of blockchain and how that can be leveraged for DAOs and how DAOs can be leveraged to kind of create an alternative organizational structure for societies and people and communities um you you mentioned that like uh public systems i'm not sure if you said public blockchains uh, but you say something like public systems need public institutions and um this is something that i think is very much the case as well um especially when we look at governance systems at the moment um, where there are you know a lot of stakeholders involved in a chain such as omniflex or you know osmosis or juno in the case of you know nato and and, and juno charter um but you know we have people like developers we have validators we have vcs we have big investor organizations or entities we have everyday people we have artists we have probably like taxi drivers we have all kinds of different community members right um and some of these community members are operating on a visible level right like most community members are operating on a visible level everyday community members are doing stuff publicly they're interacting publicly with the DAO or the communities and to be honest like you know most developers most validators most um team members for different uh foundations or projects or whatever it may be uh, are doing most of their actions around the DAO um in public visibly and on a visible level right but i think what does also happen is you have a certain level of activity that happens that isn't visible and like some of it's required to be not visible right like maybe uh deal flows uh for example money flows need to be kept slightly less visible for various reasons uh maybe there's you know privacy that needs to be in place for certain people in the DAO, or you know something like this right i can tell you the exact details but i think still like too much happens that isn't visible that should be visible and like there was something i really felt strongly about um in the last couple of weeks, like in the last month, especially with the, the loss of my YouTube channel and being, you know, censored and deplatformed, 
um, I really started thinking about a lot of these kind of issues even more. And like what I realized is, is we are kind of governing these public visible systems, but a lot of the governing could be happening in private, you know, because a lot of validators are lobbied by people in private and being lobbied is fine. You know, that's the whole amazing thing about DAOs. Uh, it's like you can kind of just lobby, but in public, you, you know, you don't really need to keep it behind closed doors because everyone's talking about everything anyway, kind of trying to figure out what way they want, you know, the, the chain or the DAO to go. So it should be visible. It should be you know, publicly seeable that that discussions happen, because if we're all operating on a visible level, we all have access to as much information as possible. And we can all make the best decisions for a DAO. So, yeah, I just kind of I know that was a bit of a ramble myself, um, but I really kind of. Uh, I think you hit like the nail on the head, Lil D, uh, just about some of the phil philosophies or the values or the, the thoughts or the direction of like kind of where we could go from a, a governance perspective. And uh, I'd love to see more developments there from from NATO. Sorry, that wasn't really a question, but. Uh, yeah, if any of you three uh, have any more thoughts on that, that would be lovely. I'd love to hear it. Um, yeah, so I think that the, one of the things that like Juno's core one team, I think had a hard time with was the way that deals and decisions were made. Um, because Juno is supposed to be this community chain, but then there were all, oftentimes a lot of questions about like, how was this person selected for this or, or what was the structure of these deals? And to be, I, I think we need to be, um, we need to be hard-minded about it, but we also need to be, you know, <laughs> full-hearted too. Developers are developers. They have a very specific skill set that they have worked on and cultivated. Um, and that doesn't mean that they also spent time like thinking about public governance uh, or, or political systems or whatever. Um, and so the charter for Juno, um, it, it kind of creates a template for how, uh, chains and teams can reach out to other people and collaborate or coordinate with them uh, in, in ways that are public, transparent, like you're saying, um, and have, have accountability behind the decision-making process for them. So the charter does include uh, provisions for closed door meetings when, um, like, like you said, when, when there are financial flows uh, sort of involved um, and, and all of that. But in general, the, the point is to, uh, enhance sort of the openness around these things. Um, and, and I do think it's a challenge for a blockchain team because often the teams that create these these chains are very narrow in their specialization um, and, and skill sets. And that's what makes their projects great. Um, that's, that's what keeps us all here is that they have this deep um, understanding of the technology. Um, but yeah, getting more people sort of in the room, people who are thinking about the legal side and how to protect chains from from uh, claims by government authorities or or whatever. Um, this is important. And then also just having uh, sort of an input, a, a formal input from the community to to these uh, development and technical directions that the teams move in. Um, I, I think it will produce sort of better and happier systems in the long run. Um, but but yeah, when when chains start out, uh, it's often just this very close and and small group of developers. Um, and as soon as they launch their product, they they have a global reach. Uh, more recently, we've seen geoblocking, so not entirely global, but you you see what I'm saying. They they have this huge um, audience suddenly, 
And I think that that transition from launch to having a, a global reach um, is very difficult to get right. Um, yeah, it, it's easy to fall prey to a bunch of uh, sort of what, what people will see as insider dealing or, or uh, insider metagaming. Uh, and, and all of the, we, we, we see this in Cosmos. This is part of the constant dramatic froth. But um, I, I do think that's a real challenge. It's not just that the developers wanted to do that. It's, it's that it is very hard actually to go from that point, uh, the, the point of launch to, to the point of being a credible public uh, sort of worldwide institution. Um, so with the charter and with the constitution that we're working on, I hope that we provide a, a template um, or at least sort of an inspiration for other um, teams and projects to to look at and to to build on to create their own um, sort of new institutions. Yeah, I love that. Um, I also had a thought as well, um, which I just mentioned, which was when you were talking about um, the history of Juno, right? And of course, you know, Prop sixteen. Uh, we don't really need to go into it again. Um, and you were talking about like the surprise that um, proof of stake. Uh, ledgers or chains like were governed by uh, stakers, you know, it's kind of funny. Um, but I actually really do believe that um, even when we, you know, look at immutable properties of chains, you know, there's a big kind of like a, a criticism that like uh, there is no immutability in proof of stake because of this community governance, uh, the stakers governing the chain. But um, I actually think it's all social consensus. Uh, even the consensus that code is law on like a chain like Bitcoin and Ethereum. Um, and I think, you know, from like the perspective of, of say, let's say NATO, where you're kind of talking about getting an on-chain institution and on-chain governance flow. Um, Lil D, you talked about um, like yes and no votes not being enough for most proposals. Voters aren't absolutists, they're marginal. And like that, that's very true as well. Um, and so uh, I, I actually just think social, like rough social consensus, which is what's like employed by Ethereum and say Bitcoin, isn't as effective as say on-chain governance done correctly, maybe with a constitution uh, like you're mentioning could be. So yeah, I'm very interested there. And once again, I know it wasn't a question, um, but yeah, that was just some more thoughts based on, on what you've been saying, because it's all been super interesting for me. That said, I'm going to stop talking, pass it back to Jaden, uh, and let the flow of the questions continue. Oh, yeah, just on that point, like, I, yeah, I agree with you. Like, um, like the, these um, proof of stake chains, they, they are like um, community ledgers. That's the way I see them. Um, and the immutability, I think people get hung up on that word. It's like technically it's the blockchain consensus is immutable, like the Tendermint consensus. It's not the, um, I guess, the emergent properties of what the chain does or what governments, uh, governance chooses to do with it. Because like, like you said, there's a layers of like social consensus in, in all of it. Like Bitcoin, um, they like to say 21 million. That's like, nearly impossible to change but um in in like proof of stake systems like we see like validators like um usually just when necessary like they, they do they can affect um the social consensus like when terra had to go down um various chain halts repairing those yeah absolutely yeah. 
Yeah, this is, um, <clears throat> so there's this, uh, one of the early cypherpunks, I think he developed BitGold, which was a, a intellectual influence on Bitcoin, a precursor to it. Uh, this guy, Nick, Nick Zabo, um, he, he's an attorney, but he's also a computer scientist. And he wrote this uh, essay in 2017 called Money, Blockchains, and Social Scalability. Um, and in there, he, he defines immutability as post-unforgeable integrity. Um, and, and that means that once something has been made, you can't go back and edit it without uh, leaving a trace. Um, and so this, this concept of immutability, it applies to the ledger overall. Um, every, every blockchain ledger is immutable, but that doesn't mean, this is what Prop 16 showed, um, that doesn't mean that every, every account in the ledger is a valid account or is a, is a true account. Um, it's sometimes said that blockchains are truth machines, but Zabo takes this to task. He, he criticizes this um, <clears throat> because the, the blockchain, what's stored on it is truly stored on it. That's for sure. But um, it doesn't mean that the input there was was originally truthful. It just means that the, the storage from block to block is true. Um, so Prop 16, I think, opened this this kind of rift. Uh, in the, in the understanding of immutability as applying to ledgers or as applying to individual accounts. Um, and blockchains are immutable at the level of a ledger. Um, but but Zabo argues that the um, cryptographic security will always still require a human governance layer on top of it. Um, there will always need to be this constitutional or, or whatever you wanna call it, political organization um, on top of security because um, Cryptography can minimize trust, and that's the point. It minimizes trust, and by minimizing trust, it becomes socially scalable. More people can use it because they don't have to trust the intermediate parties, um, but it can't eliminate trust. There's no such thing as a trustless system, uh, according to Zabu. Um, and I think that this is, this is uh, yeah, for me, Prop 16, all, all of the hoopla around it, all of that, it was exciting just because it demonstrated this this argument. Um, it made this argument kind of real and concrete within the Cosmos ecosystem and raised the question of um, how should proof of stake decisions be made? How do we provide protections against mob rule, against abuse, against whatever? Um, and, and I think that uh, the, the charter in this work on the constitution is, is sort of our um, steps towards towards providing an answer to that and towards giving some, some clarity and uh, um, some shape to the, to the idea of a human governance layer on top of uh, the cryptographic system. And, and uh, one other thing, uh, this is again, sort of getting at the ideology around blockchains, like people talk about immutability as a, for me, I, I call it an ideological point because people just assume that everything is immutable, but that's, that's not the case. Um, we had the same thing with sovereignty. People, people talk about becoming sovereign through blockchains. Um, but I really think that blockchains and proof of stake in particular, um, it, it actually does away with this. The, sovereign power is an old model. Um, I mean, it's it's literally a feudal model. Sovereignty is the reign of kings. It's the rule of the many by the one. And a proof of stake system is a constituent system. It's based not on sovereign power, but on constituent power. Uh, and that power has to be organized and articulated through a constitution. That's that's this is what the founding fathers in the United States, um, who coined the term constituent power, uh, understood it as. And so, in some sense, I think blockchains are a continuation. They're an extension of this 
modern revolution. Um, I, I would even say blockchains are a postmodern extension of it. Um, and so, so this political revolution that happened in the 18th century uh, around kings um, and the rule of uh, the, the the rule uh, of the many by the one got flipped on its head, and so we now have uh, this this e pluribus unum. The question of how many become one. Uh, and to me, Cosmos and IBC, all the, the SDK, all of this, um, with its emphasis on the ability to not necessarily to fork, but simply to spin up your own chain um, and create your own community. Uh, I think to me, it's it's faithful to that original. Um, sort of world historical impulse towards freedom um, and, and towards autonomy. Uh, and, and that's why it's so exciting actually to still be here. And I think it's important to still be here. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, really like everything you're saying there. Um, I really like the philosophical approach. Um, but yeah, I'm just going to pass over to Jaytin uh, very quickly. Uh, Jaytin, do you have any thoughts um, on what was said or any questions or anything like that? Um, I mean, uh, I think a lot in terms of uh, that, that was pretty insightful. I don't think uh, I have anything more to add on top of it. I, I do understand. Uh, thanks for first of all, like you know, sharing such a rich information on on charters and also connecting the dots to uh, you know consensus and uh, how it actually is like a replication of uh, how. Uh, Charters and constitutions worked for, um, for democracies and other institutions as well. Um, I think uh, I just I think we can open the floor for uh, questions from uh, people here. Um, Liam, if you have anything more to add, please. Otherwise, uh, we are accepting requests for anyone in the audience who would like to ask Nedra any questions. Yeah, I mean, definitely get some some of the audience up, Jaden, if they have any questions. And I'll just ask a quick one while we do that. Um, so that I just basically wanted to ask um, you guys. Uh, I'd love to ask some like validator specific questions. I'd love to hear like a couple of uh, other people speak as well. As I know, no deep and speaking for the most part. By the way, it's been great listening to you. So definitely not a <laughs> criticism, so to speak. Um, but anyways, the question that I was kind of thinking of, or at least the direction of the, the conversation that I was thinking of, is maybe we could talk a little bit about um, what you see next for NATO. Um, obviously, just off the back of the Juno uh, Charter proposal passing as well. I know you're involved there. Um, kind of like what's coming up for NATO in, say, the next three, six and 12 months? Like, What do you know is going on and what would you like to happen um, and then once you've explained that, just kind of let people know how they can get involved. And, you know, where do you need people? What skills do you need from people? I'd love to get the conversation more in that direction for the listeners. Um, yeah, I guess I can uh, talk briefly on this. So, like, um, we've been working hard on our foundations in the bear market, like um, like marketing or sorry, um, governance isn't, I guess, very sexy until you need it. Um, so I'm trying to like just. Um, we were working on our legal wrapper, um, so um, we're now incorporated with the Marshall Islands through MyDAO. Um, so it's really exciting in terms of, and then we're work through our operating agreements for our sub DAOs, and it's 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 like a great framework for people who want to uh, join us. Um, if you're like interested in creating a sub DAO to have the um, all the benefits that this legal incorporation um, uh, gives us uh in terms of 
liability protection and um, tax, uh, essentially tax-free um, for the NetAdo uh, nonprofit. Um, we've been working on, um, yeah, I, I think Lily mentioned it, Pointing Reason, um, our educational and um, discussion series. Um, and uh, yeah, we've been working, well, I'm just reiterating also that we've worked on um, um, Lil D's work on the uh, Juno um, charter. Maybe there's more to add that. I'm a little tired right now. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Don't worry about it. Um, I appreciate you explaining. But yeah, if either of you, if, if anyone else from, from Nate has anything to add, just jump in as well. But if not, back to you, Jason. Yeah, I think uh, I think that sums up. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen any requests though here, but uh, if there is one, please. Um, I just wanted to uh, also add as a like you know as a point of uh, synergies between Omniflix and and Juno ecosystem because uh, we've had Juno as a denom on on Omniflix market for quite a long time, and uh, of course, like you know, the community has been using the tokens to buy, trade, like, you know, list NFTs, so many collections that launched actually with, um, like, you know, um, Juno branding uh, at its, like, you know, designer trade aspects. So I think uh, that's been something super fascinating. Uh, in terms of governance, I think one synergy that I do see is uh, with Omplex TV because uh, we created I mean, not only have so many validators also hopped on and they're using that, like, you know, like Notional, uh, you've got Yugen Stake and uh, even Posthuman who have joined. And uh, I think that is one specific area where I see synergy because uh, any new charter or, uh, you know, proposal require important breaking down of information. And while we do have, like, you know, a lot of, OG members in the community who write and uh, really good threads and articles, but I also know that uh, I think a core part of governance is also make breaking down the information in a way that the mass of your community can sort of digest it. And uh, I think in in that specific aspect, I do see that you know, be it through Juno Communications Group or via NetaDAO, uh, it's it's something that is definitely worth exploring. And uh, you know to make use of interactive content in that aspect. Uh, as you mentioned, that initially Nerida was the token was not just dropped to people who stayed uh, uh, like in a Juno early on in the first three months, but also who participated in governance. And I think from Omnilix, not only as like you know as a as a protocol that's building these apps, but also as a validator, we understand uh, that point like you know, really well. I think that's that's one synergy. If you have anything to add on top of that, uh, do mention. And we've got one or two people who have questions lined up, so I'll just give them access. Um, I'll just say uh, to to answer, or yeah, to to answer, respond to some of Liam's questions. Uh, the the next sort of year, I think, for Natadal. Um, we're we're going to keep building the Juno Constitution, um, working on that in in correspondence and dialogue with the Charter. Um, so as these departments get up and running, we're going to keep a keep an eye on them um, and and see like you know where where their 
uh, sort of policy provisions that we probably should make in a constitution, um, where are things too restrictive, uh, and, and all of that. And I think that that will take um, a bit of time, probably. Uh, the, the charter is for a six-month trial period, and my hope and belief is that, um, yeah, in, in that six months, we'll be able to get uh, a, a constitution out the door. Um, so that's one thing. Uh, another thing that Oro mentioned is uh, coining reason, which I've just been doing here on Twitter, uh, Twitter spaces. Um, I, I would love to sort of integrate that uh, into sort of a more Web3 native um, space. So uh, I'm thinking about Omniflux, but yeah, it, <laughs> at the moment on coining reason, we're, we're like, uh, I don't know, five or so sessions away from the conclusion of our, our current unit on moneyness and economy. Um, and so I need to push myself through all of that before I can really hammer out the details. But when I do, uh, I'll, I'm looking forward to talking more to the Omniflix team um, about how we can do that. Because I know you guys have quizzes and uh, all, all kinds of stuff for interaction. And I think that it would be a great way to, to sort of extend um, that. Uh, and then in terms of getting involved in NatadAO, uh, we have weekly meetings on the Discord server. So anybody can, can join those or can just post on there. Um, my caveat is that, you know, we, uh, we're a volunteer organization, and so at the moment we don't have a huge uh, war chest or treasury or something to to compensate contributors. So I'm leery of like uh, asking people to to come come by and contribute just because like you you kind of have to be willing to do it out of the goodness of your heart, um, and I don't feel like that's necessarily fair. Um, I, I mean, I do it, um, and I know that Poro does it, and and Massive and and our other um, members do it. Um, but but nobody asked them to do that. We we do it because we want to, and um, I think that with the with the next bull market, whenever that is, uh, we'll be able to sort of build up a little bit in that respect, and then maybe uh, maybe we will have um, these sort of uh, a bounty system for work that could be done because uh, we we passed a constitution for Nata DAO, which is actually uh, to some degree the the basis for the Juno Charter. Um, but but with the constitution, we need to do some custom smart contract work. And uh, our guy who's who's really into that, uh, he he ended up uh, taking a taking an IRL job, which is great. Um, but it's meant that yeah, we've kind of been slowed down on that. Um, so if there is anyone listening who knows that kind of stuff and wants to get involved or, or have uh, some experience working on the smart contract side, um, I think that's that's sort of our big gap at the moment is just doing that but uh we're, we're able to operate you know in in the interim uh until until that gets resolved but um yeah and and you don't have to if you if you want to just hang out with us you can um we, <laughs> that's also totally fine no need to do any work or anything like that we're, we're just happy to have more voices in the room and, and talking because like I said, we we're always talking about governance proposals, even for chains that we we don't validate. For example, the the current uh, drama on the hub, Prop 848. We've talked about it a few times, uh, and I think that it's just, yeah. I mean, part of being a, a sort of research body or a think tank or whatever um, is is just having conversations with people. So, uh, if if anything we've said is interesting to anyone, and you guys want to talk more, we're always open. So. Well, thanks. Um, I'll just add to that. Like, I don't think people entirely have to like 
do these um, contribute in like the goodness of their hearts? Like we we've incubated um, projects, we've incubated um, my validator essentially. Uh, it's been um, uh, helped to go off the. I, I validate for Aneta Dao and I validate for Poor Brew, and it's been like a symbiotic relationship. Um, we've uh, helped um, idols. Um, they're kind of uh, in hibernation, but hopefully water slide comes back. <laughs> um, and ju yeah, just the flexibility of the subdao model. We're, we're like a federation of subdao. So if you could find your ways to like, um, yeah, help out the DAO at the same time as helping out yourself, I think that it could work out. Yeah, I'll speak a little bit to this on uh, my my current future uh, for for NetDAO or what I'm doing there is I'm like trying to work on a a new website uh, to bring a lot of this information together um, about like what we've been doing and all of this research and what little Lee's talking about with the academy work that he's doing like where you could go and see all of the previous Academy work, all your reading list, all the research, um, all the things that we did to research our incorporation and options for other DAOs. Like even if you maybe don't want to be part of NetaDAO or a sub-DAO of NetaDAO, maybe you want to know how to incorporate your DAO. Um, we've already gone through a lot of that work, so it, it'd be good to be able to share it with the rest of the community in a more accessible manner. Got it. yeah, I think I think there's a there's tons of work that that uh, goes on um, behind this. And I mean, first of all, thanks thanks for sharing all that. Um, I think a lot of people from the fanatics, um, from the Flix community, and and more like you know have gotten the the depths of what goes on behind uh like you know establishing governance and and like you know especially when you're like pivoting into new directions the amount of research and uh work that goes on into building that consensus and, and whatever way uh the ecosystem whatever direction it takes it still requires you to um keep the governance participation healthy i think that's that's always like an important metric um in, in my eyes i think um i think we have one person here who wanted to ask a question post face is the username yeah i just want to ask a quick question so given the and, and congratulations to all the hard work you guys have done but given the uh state of the eco that that we have right how have you guys avoided all the noise um, and turbulence? Because, you know, we live in a, as some have said, price go up uh, society where people are just following, you know, drops in, in prices. But you guys have seemed to have maintained um, just this working model with heads down. But how have you, how have you been successful throughout all this? Um, yeah, just briefly, I think we, we found some like, um, like a, sort of like an immaculate conception of like our, our philosophical basis of like, I guess what kind of ties us together. Um, and, and like flipping the script in terms of like lots of, lots of like um, projects, they like, they issue themselves tokens. So we, we, we essentially have uh, only what was given to us. Um, and so I, I think there's a, 
like a very strong like philosophical basis around around Nella. Like if um like we kind of like think of ourselves as like a proto DAO for Nella. So like we're we're not we're not in control. We're just kind of um trying to light the spark behind it. Um, I think there are no more uh, questions left here. So I think it'll be a wrap up from my side. Uh, first of all, thank you for coming and going in so much depth about these things. I know some of the questions uh, from our side uh, would have been like at surface level at best, but you know, um, the insights you shared, it really sort of uh, shows like, you know, what, what is going behind the working of NetherDAO and from, you know, the Juno working group and the ecosystem. Um, Liam, do you want to have any closing remarks to, uh, before we move on to the next segment? I guess I'll just say, um, firstly, like huge shout out to Ghostface. Thanks for asking the question there. Hope you got the answer uh, you needed or were looking for. Uh, otherwise, though, um, Nata, like Lil D, uh, Horabaru, and uh, Mass V. Uh, which is just how you appear on Twitter at least. Thank you all for coming. It was really great to hear each of you speak individually as well um, and kind of hear a little bit about um, your involvement in NATODAO. Um I love talking philosophy, so um, this has been really, really, really interesting for me. Um, and it definitely touches on some of the core values that are easy to kind of forget or at least put aside and kind of, you know, I mean by forget that, like you know, you don't forget them, but you kind of, you don't think of them enough maybe sometimes. So it's really great to kind of come back to that and, and hear your humble approach. And uh, yeah, certainly hope you do make that spark, which catalyzes uh, some kind of change in governance for the better, either in, in the real world or just improving the Web3 governance we have today. Yeah, really appreciate you coming on. Thank you. Back to you, Jason, or Nate Yeah, I'm just going to say thank you guys for, for hosting us. Um, and yeah, I, I have a tendency to ramble. Uh, so uh, I appreciate everybody's patience and uh, endurance <laughs> for that. Um, and I, I did just want to add on to what Poro said as well, that uh, one, of, one of the visions that I have for Nate is that we have this nonprofit um, wrapper. Uh, and so there may be, uh, individuals out there with projects or ideas that they want to pursue, but um, you know, you doing it alone is kind of hard. And this is what I think Corey was saying about the symbiosis. Um, so if if you have an idea and it can work out with our with with the covenants we have on the nonprofit structure, uh, we would be very happy to sort of incubate or to help um, you know to support uh, the development of those of those works as well. Um, so yeah, it's not just about come come work for NataDAO on NataDAO stuff. It's um, we we also hope that we can kind of share our legal wrapper to uh, other sort of startups or um, people looking to to get their get their feet in the water. I'd love to have that if you want to share it with me. Um, it'd be really useful just to have a look at it. If nothing else. Yeah, uh, thank you for thank you for joining, guys. And. Uh, uh, yeah, this 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 meant a lot. I think uh, Liam and even like you know uh, our team got to know uh, just fundamentally more about in, in this aspect, and uh, we don't mind the having That was that was pretty insightful. Um, I think yeah. Uh, I think uh, time to invite uh, Super.
for giving us updates from the fanatics side. Yeah, super. I'm sent you the request. Do let me know. Been, uh, it's been an hour and 20 minutes, Nady Jaden, and we've we've barely had time to touch on Omniflix. That's how much we had um, from Nathan there. It was really like a good segment. Yeah, yeah. No, I think uh, once the question starts going and uh, we start digging into something deep, uh, it's uh, sort of an injustice also to let it, like, you know, leave it like that. But yeah, I think it's important to talk to about like, you know, Omniflix and the Flix fanatics as well. I'll just uh, quickly send uh, a request here. I think uh, while Super joins, I think might be like a little bit of okay. It's here. Great. Yes. Yeah, loud and clear. Great. Thank you. All right. Welcome everyone to Flix Talk ninety four. I suppose it's been more than an hour and fifteen minutes, but we are all very you know interested about Nera Dow. I do remember even myself. Even before I had even joined Omniflex, uh, we were staking Juno, and uh, although I was not eligible, we used to see the people who got Nera airdrop as the elite of Juno community at that time. So uh, they have really done well. They have been consistent, and I'm looking forward to see what all more we would be getting from them. But talking about you now doing for the community, even us Flix fanatics which is a community subdoll for Omniflex, keeps on doing something or the other every week for our community members. And this week is no exception. So what all we did and what all we are planning to do in the coming week. That and a secret phase via which you would be able to claim your proof of participation NFT, which is a FlixFam badge that rewards you every month. And two, probably with the whitelist and other rewards. So let's get on to it. We had launched uh, campaigns for our uh, community members, for creators, and more. So for community members, the campaign is still live. And that is Thanksgiving with Fanatics and Omniflix. And this will be live till the end of this month. What you have to do is as simple as purchase any NFT on our marketplace, gift it to someone. And there is a simple form which will ask you about your Omniflix address and the gifted NFT details. So we can track those. And end of the month, we'll be selecting winners who will be rewarded with Flix tokens, with the batch, with the NFTs, and recognition from the community. But that was for the members. But we did not forget our creators because of whom the, the Omniflix marketplace has been working even before the Flix token started. So we had a grant program, and that was basically for creators who are planning to launch on Omniflix, specifically on Omniflix TV. And that ended on the 20th, and uh, the entries were selected. We even rewarded the creators who had reached out for the grant. And hopefully you will be seeing some amazing videos from our creators on Omniflix TV. Not saying it's not there. There are a lot of those. And no, probably not an update, but uh, talking about the Omniflix TV, if you would have participated in the recently concluded uh, Inter-Protocol and Stride Collab interactive video, 
I suppose you would have already got an NFT from them. So make sure you check in Omniflix wallet after the space and also visit Omniflix TV, interact with our proof of participation NFT claim video. And when you do that, also probably, you know, check other videos. And you can even, if you like what you see, tip the creators with the Flix tokens as a token of appreciation. So that was what has happened. But there is a lot more coming. As you guys would have known, I'm, I love to give alphas. And one of the big alphas which is coming is for the people who are right now in the space, been with us all the hour. And that is that day after tomorrow, we would be starting our Black Friday and our Cyber Monday campaign. It will be a very simple campaign to participate in. Make sure that you keep your eyes on Flix Fanatics Twitter account about what we are up to. You can also check the details on our Telegram or on our Discord, where you can even reach out to us for any suggestions. But uh, no, guess there is something special we have been building up, and we will be launching the campaign day after tomorrow, starting from Black Friday, and the campaign will run until Cyber Monday. So make sure that you do participate. Let your friends know who are not in the space and uh, help us spread the word. So this was about what we did, we were doing and probably what is going to happen. But uh, even before I give the stage back to the speakers, I would like to congratulate everyone in Omniflix because today we reached 9.5 million blocks high on the Omniflix hub chain. And uh, hopefully we will be reaching 10 million soon. And there are a lot more transactions happening. Thanks to our validators, thanks to our uh, creators and stakeholders, participants. And uh, guys, uh, I know that a lot of us were waiting for this. So I will not probably waste more time. I will probably just mention the secret phase. For those who are new, it's a very simple process. You have to come to Omniflix TV. There is an interactive video. It will tell you about the community updates in a video format because some of us love to see the updates via video. So it's a short one minute video. And end of the video, it will ask you to select the circuit phase. And the phase is this is another alpha. I would not be talking about that. That's something which I will leave it up to the team. But the secret phase is Omniflix Buzz Bot. What is Omniflix Buzz Bot? Well, you have to wait for that. But that is a secret phase for today's phase. And I can assure you, it's a very, very useful tool if you have been using Omniflix. With this, I will hand over the mic again to our speakers, William, and uh, see you guys around. Any suggestions, any thoughts, any feedback, all the fanatics are available 24 hours a day and seven days a week on Telegram, Discord. Please follow us also on Twitter. And we'll keep collabing. Thank you. Thanks for sharing those updates, Super. Um, I think we need to find Sisla ASAP so we can ask him about this buzzbot. <laughs> Let's get him up on the uh, stage and, and yeah. get him to explain. Should, should be inviting him ASAP, I think. Uh, he, was, he was here, I think. Uh, um, yeah, let's ping him quickly. But uh, thank you for the updates, uh, Super. I think that's just yet another week of uh, jam-packed you know, activities by the Flix Fanatics, uh, especially all the campaigns. 
uh, and if if you haven't uh, claimed one of the uh, proof of participation NFTs or taken part in the campaign, we'd love to know that the the Flixfam badges have some amazing utilities that they use for like you know making you earn Flix uh, via the interactive mod interactive claim module. Uh, if there are any other creators who are looking for whitelisting any creators, Flixfam badges are uh, like you know an eligible category to find out the core users uh, and participants uh, in the Flixfam community. I think, and, and especially with Super, so I think he, he's he's just been uh, orchestrating such such amazing quest for this aspect. I don't think anyone should be missing out on this if you truly call call yourself like you know. Uh, fanatic here um i think with that i would like to uh invite article because article late uh he's uh if you've started on the space and you heard the music uh it, it's by him he's a new creator on omniflix he's recently launched his uh omniflix tv channel and his video is live on it uh so what you heard was a small teaser from the from music and if you would like to check out you can go to omnitrix tv now and uh you know here is music um articulate the stage is all yours uh please tell us more about like you know what you've been working on good good day good um thank you for having me and um it's a privilege to be a part of such a great you know uh project um you, you know what you guys are doing is groundbreaking and I believe that, you know, in the future, you know, you guys are definitely going to be um, one of the leading companies in this um, space, in this niche. And I'm very, um, as I said, privileged to have my content even uh, um, to be featured on Omniflix this early in the game. Um, I want to, you know, give a special shout out right now to Corium Concepts, who kind of, you know, pointed me into this direction, got me on board with you guys. And, um, you know, from that day ever since i've been following you you know let's tune into the spaces just to try to understand what omniflix is and i'm very happy to now have my content available um i'm an artist i'm a reggae artist i was born and raised in jamaica i live in the united states right now and i'm also a blockchain dlt enthusiast i have been featured at nft nyc as a vip for um two years in a row uh this is my third year you know now um i'll be speaking in 2024 as well so um you know i'm very familiar with the nft blockchain space and i am you know very happy as i said to be involved with what you guys are doing with omniflix and you know i definitely see the vision and how you know music nfts and you know um, nfts and you know tokenization in general is going to be at the forefront in the, the, what the future of you know blockchain and this technology rolls out to be so you know thank you guys for having me thank you so much uh first of all for being so patient and uh like in doing this and especially for taking the leap and publishing your work uh, i think i just uh, want to know more about uh, like you know how you uh, have gotten into music and uh, how you sort of uh, also uh, wanted you know discovered web3 and uh, what is your experience been so far uh, 
on publishing is is there any other track that you're working on oh yes for sure um yeah so pretty much i've been doing music all my life i grew up um I was born and raised in jamaica so I've been writing songs at a very early age. I was a part of, you know, youth choirs growing up at the um, when I, you know, attended churches, and um, you know, very familiar with what music is, how to, you know, construct music. I did, you know, youth competitions back then in Jamaica in the early '90s. <laughs> you know, um, participating in competitions island wide to, you know, and becoming, you know, even in the top top five, top three of the whole island. So, you know, from there we formed a group with me and my friends. We, you know, made music. Um, we ended up migrating um, to the United States and, you know, we all did our own different things, but um, I continued, you know, with the musical journey um, and uh, put out, you know, a couple of projects, you know, both, gospel reggae and also inspirational music um which i'm doing now more like you know educational inspirational my music is not um you will learn something from it you'll 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 feel good it will help to build you i i try to contribute more than take away um with what i do so i'm more of a giver you know so through my music you'll be enlightened um you'll you, you'll feel the vibe you'll feel happy you'll feel um you know, positive, you know, and that's what I aim to do. And I've definitely felt that with the Omnifix team, you know, the support um, that you guys give and, um, you know, what you guys are building out, I definitely feel at home, you know, hosting my content with you guys. And, um, you know, I've wanted to do music NFTs since I learned about Web3. And this was like, I would say maybe, uh, maybe five to seven years ago when it was when I first came in contact with cryptocurrency first. So, you know, um, I, you know, found out about what Bitcoin is and Ethereum and stuff. And it led me down the path of like, you know, what this technology is overall. And, you know, I came upon Web3 and, and now I, it, I got so immersed until I started to spend days and hours and weeks and years since then i've just been every day learning more i learn something new every day in web3 i try to you know see what companies are being built you know what because we're pretty much building the future if you know it or not so being involved being a pioneer in charting the course to make a decision to show what um the future is and what it can be, you know, with our ideas and our creativity. Um, that's what I'm all about. And I've definitely seen, um, you know, the, the your platform Omnifix. And I was like, you know, I think this is it. I wanted to do music NFTs and I wasn't, you know, really comfortable with what I was seeing. Um, and, you know, when I first heard about you guys, I was, you know, very intrigued. And as I said, I attended a couple of spaces just to learn more. I, you know, checked out your platform, opened accounts, and I was like, wow, you know, this is it. So, you know, I'm I'm, I'm grateful that you guys took the time as developers to, to build out such a robust platform and an experience for not just the creators, but the users, you know, in, in general. And, um, you know, I definitely see a bright future for you know where we go um and what 
we create and build as a part of what the future is in in general you know setting the standards um creating the the, the technologies that define um what you know what nfts are you know how they can be used how you can um you know open them up to different possibilities utility use cases and you know uh, i um you know, totally on board and I'm, I'm ready, I'm fired up, you know, so thank you guys so much for what you have been doing so far and, you know, all the plans you have for the future. And, um, you know, I just look forward to keep um, building and putting out, um, you know, music NFTs. I, I didn't start any official one yet. So what I did today with the release of the interactive video was to open up a whitelist. So if you're interested in, you know, if you like my music, and you want to be a part of the the first official music nft drop that i'll be doing um you could opt in to the whitelist and i'll have your information and you'll be the first to know once that is available and you know be a part of um something great that's that's great i think uh, i really like the the core idea that you have behind your music in terms of like you know importing uh some some really nice ideas and uh like you know thoughts uh, with your music uh, i really like that you've been exploring uh web3 i think uh it it becomes a uh, an additional thing in uh to music you know trying out new technologies and experimenting with it uh especially like you know when when those tech also are like you know in their early years but but it, it's really cool that you're doing this um for those in the audience who still have not checked it out, go to Omnix TV and you can find his channel with the same username and check out the music. If you do like it, you know that there's a tipping feature on there. And I think it's it's a great way of sending a few good thoughts with some flakes. And uh, thank you so much. If if you want to add anything in addition to like, you know, maybe into what you're working, if people can, like, you know, best if you want to collab with you, where they can reach out to you. Please do add that. And we also have Corium Concepts uh, here, uh, by the way. Yeah, please articulate. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I'm definitely open to collab. I, um, I think I, I was in a space with Chris from, you know, um, Flixbus. He does the UFC fights. And, you know, he brought up an idea where, you know, as a content creator, a content um, um, person who puts content together, and as a musician, it'd be dope to, um, and this is what the dope thing about Omniflix is like, you could create visual content and then you could partner with a musician to provide the music for that content and split the royalties, you know what I mean? So um, I just see nothing but greatness coming from this whole platform and, you know, what is this is building out to be. So, yes, I'm open to um, collabs and ideas um, if you guys, you know, like what you hear. And would like to work with me i'm open you could dm me you could um, um contact me in, in any way i'm on all the socials this is my name i'm also on all the streaming platforms so you could find more of my music at articulate and um yeah I'm, I'm down to work um and one point to note is that when i you know found out about blockchain and web3 i kind of digressed from recording and making music to kind of learn blockchain. So I, I'm at the point now where I feel more comfortable with merging the two worlds um, and, um, you know, making an impact in that way. So, you know, 
I'm on I'm on both spectrums, you know. So I'm versatile on both spectrums. So if you guys want to collab and do any you know type of work, have any ideas, you know, um, I definitely would like to work. And um, yeah, thank you guys for having me. Thank you, Chi, and thank you um, for the the whole Omniflix team. Um, very strong support. Very encouraging um i feel at home here and um looking forward to putting out more content with you guys uh for sure for sure i think uh yeah first of all shout out to like you know chris uh always i think uh i really appreciate the fact that uh he's always looking for like great ideas to do with more and more artists and to like you know find ways to uh, not only just like gamify the experience but uh, especially collaborate with uh, artists from like so many different like formats or uh, backgrounds uh, that's that's a real really cool thing uh, if you if you're available and you want to pop by here just to say something please shoot me a request um, also we have Corium concepts uh, and snails please go on if you'd like to share something Yes, thank you for having me up. Um, I'm almost speechless. It just seems like a few weeks ago that I was telling Articulate about Omniflix and uh, encouraging him to come check you guys out because I was overwhelmed. I'm not going to repeat everything he said about your platform because um, I, I agree, it's bang on. It's a great platform. The other thing, you know, I'm sitting here this morning listening to the content and, and how it resonates with me and the stuff that I'm trying to build now with the Corium Community DAO. And again, just another powerful. Um, Flix episode uh, packed with information. Um, I'm going to be reaching out to the speakers here today for for more content for sure. I met uh, Chris from um, Fight Farm. Also, I'm going to be interviewing him this weekend. I'll be putting that interview up on OmniFlix TV for sure. Um, it's just it's just not just the platform, the technology, but you've also created a, a platform to engage. A lot of powerful and and creative minds to gather here just in these spaces and exchange ideas and that in itself is is a powerful and um, world-changing tool that you guys are providing in my opinion uh, that doesn't even speak to the the great platform you built for for the content itself so um, i just want to thank you guys again for providing great platform all around and another great space and I, i'm very anxious to hear uh articulates music on omniflix.tv so thanks for supporting him and his endeavors too as well i know thank you for uh like you know uh, like you know being uh, uh have like uh, supporting this community and for also uh sharing omniflix and other like you know right platforms I'm pretty sure like you know there are great apps within cosmos uh for our uh, for creators for traders for like you know who want to experience Web3. Uh, I think it's the, the our networking community are as strong as our ambassadors and people who have, you know, continue to contribute in it. So really hats off uh, to you for this. And uh, Articulate, welcome to the uh, Flix fam. I think I also saw a, a request from Snails. Yeah. Hi Snails, would you like to share something? Yo, yo, I just wanted to say to um, Articulate, if you have any um, beats or instrumentals that you want to put up on Omniflex, I'd be happy to purchase them for the, the Snails DAO that we can use um, for our content. Uh, Snails is uh, building a Cosmos content DAO so that our treasury will be used to uh, 
stake and provide LP of Cosmos assets, and then the rewards will be used to um, pay out to our holders for them to produce any sort of content from interviews um, to X threads to um, how-to videos like how to set up a wallet and how to stake. So um, the artist of our project is an is a uh, he produces some beats as well. So I've been using his, but we're definitely looking to expand and um, support other artists. So if there's anything that we can use that you want to put up, um, OmniFlix has the ability to you know, license out your content in an easy way. So um, be happy to work together if you want. Oh, yes, for sure. And that's um, another thing, like uh, in addition to, you know, being an artist and also, uh, you know, pioneer in the Web3 space, I, you know, have the ability to produce. I have, you know, put out a few um beats and uh, use beats that I made as well. And um, there's also a, one song that's doing very well in Miami and other parts of the world that artists use one of my beats. So yes, I'll definitely be um, doing that as well. Thank you for mentioning that. So yeah, great things are already happening. <laughs> Thank you um, um, to the Snails DAO and I look forward to working with you guys. Awesome. I just want to let the community know we also, uh, Snails has our whitelist lottery going on on OmniFlix. Uh, the collection is actually launching on Stargaze, uh, but we'll be having our, our content and OmniFlix will be playing an important role uh, in the project, having our videos um, on OmniFlix. It'll be an important source of revenue for the project to continue uh, growing so we can continue to pay our holders to produce content. So if you want to check it out, we have, I think, six or seven videos. Uh, Rec Gang just launched today. Uh, we have everybody from Tangled to Maria from Women of Cosmos, Shillables, Midnight Teddy Club, um, Pixel Vans, and a few that I cannot think of off the top of my head. So um, participate, answer all three questions correctly, and then the winners will receive an airdrop um, on OmniFlix uh, to let them know if they won or lost the lottery. Um, that airdrop will happen on Saturday. And then um, all the NFTs will be able to be burned um, in a burn to claim campaign. Um, losers will be able to claim a loser reward it won't be much but then the winners will be able to um get something to hold on to so looking forward to doing that uh but yeah that's really cool snails i saw some of the video and i've also participated in the whitelist one since i saw you untangled both uh like you know talking about the the whitelist uh quest or quiz of sorts uh for those who haven't tried it and uh, do check out his content it's really like a long-term vision project here and i i really like how you are using interactive videos for like a you know, whitelisting and educating about your project uh i think with uh with you know supporting great artists and working on something like this uh you launching something on omniflix either market or tv is uh is like you know not too far away so i'll be excited to see that and also uh glad to see like a collaboration happening uh between artists right on the space i think that's that's what we are all building for also uh, so yeah truly, truly uh, um if there's nothing else to add i'll uh, go ahead with a few engineering updates 
I have one last quick question. Is there an update on when um, regular videos will be able to be minted um, without interactions? A lot of our, our early content that I have put on YouTube so far, um, I don't think it's really suitable to have interactions in it. So let me um, get that. Yeah, I'll, I'll just check with the team. But I think uh, stuff like that and even like, you know, other um, along with other UX improvements and like, you know, video views, those are in production. I will check with the team and, and tell you because uh, I, I understand like, you know, not, not everything. There, there's a huge uh, pipeline of features that we want to ship and this being a very crucial one because I know uh, some of the content pieces uh, like, you know, not necessarily uh, require an interaction point too. So definitely, I'll, I'll DM you. Perfect. Thank you, guys. Uh, yeah, so I'll be catching up to uh, a keyword that Super mentioned, which is the secret phase for uh, the space today for you to claim your proof of participation NFT, and that is BuzzBot. And that is a great segue to the engineering updates from our side. What is BuzzBot? Well, uh, there are people who have used it, and uh, it's basically a Telegram bot for Omnifics that is created so that you can get notifications for your activities on Omnifics Market and Omnifics TV. We are uh, currently creators on Omnifics can access it on the creators channel on Discord and uh, on Discord and you can try and see uh, like you know the work in progress version will be releasing it for the audience very very soon. Why it is super important is because while Omnifix market and TV have features like you know uh, auction, uh, new listing, or you bidding activities, the transfer of or, or like getting info on those things very quickly are super important if you want to make the best out of this thing. You don't want to be outbid on uh, an NFT listed by like you know Fight Farm bets if you want to get a last minute bet in and it's unlisted on auction. Or if you want to hear about like an you know, article that's collection, uh, channel listing, new videos, you would want to get those uh, notifications quickly. And you can also like you know customize what, what you're interested in or what you want to mute out. But I think this is a great way of um, bringing a record of those activities directly in your DMs. And that's why we have this. For first release, it's available in the creators channel. Uh, and then we'll be slowly phasing it out. I think uh, this is something that was uh, for some time in the making and I think it adds another uh, more functionality to what currently exists on our marketplace. So we want to, I think auction and bidding on them and uh, getting new listing and following um, any new bulk listing on Omnifix market will become super convenient and especially for people uh, like Super and you know uh, who do a lot of like NFT sniping uh, this is like a great, great tool for you to get get those like you know deals, especially during like campaign season. Uh, just uh, just a like a small reminder that like you know Black Friday is around the corner, so uh, you get what I mean. In addition to this, um, there are UX improvements that are happening on Omnix TV. Um, we have, uh, I think. If you have gone and seen our latest feature, there are like you know improvements in the poll 
uh, that you can add on interactive content in terms of alignment and there's a search feature that has been improved so that you are able to uh, look at uh, or like you know search for channels or interactive video by their titles and uh, i think minor improvements in in uh, access to omnilux market and studio uh, when it comes to say ledger based transactions or the reintroduction of bulk burn feature on omnilux market so if, if you're a creator and if you minted uh, say a lot of nfts for a limited edition and now you want to re you know, reduce the supply or even burn nfts that have uh, gone there and they can you don't want to uh, you can perform bulk burn transactions so i think small small features like these are already being covered in you know on our twitter you can check them out in like a weekly wrap up in our community update post that goes on on monday at 2 pm utc and uh, of course reach out to us and follow our channels for this thing uh, regarding buzzbot the announcement's coming really soon so we want you to try it out and give us your feedback I saw Chris's uh, yeah, this thing. Hi, Chris. Hey, good morning. Thank you for thank you for allowing me to speak for a minute. Just wanted to do a quick update. Uh, I'll be on the NFT Happy Hour with Joe this Friday. Uh, Crypto Tank will be on there, and uh, Wolfman from ONFT. Um, thank you for all the support. Uh, we've had a really good year. Omniflix is becoming. It's starting to live up to its potential. I mean, I, I can't think of a better platform for a creator to be uh, enjoyed listening to, to, to Netta Dow. I think Liam and the team does a, a good job weekly with your guests and your interviews. So definitely appreciate all that. Thank you for all the knowledge and, and for all the guests. You guys really bring Cosmos together as a whole. And that's what you want is is that community building aspect. And, and Omniflix is starting to, to hit its stride there. Um, on, on my end, we do have a fight coming up on December the 16th. It is UFC 296. As usual, we have four NFTs. That is four different fighters, and two of them are in different fights. If you go and you check, you'll see Scrap versus Chaotic. That is the main event. Scrap is pegged to Leon Edwards, who is the current champion, and uh, Chaotic is pegged to Kobe Covington, who is a challenger. If anyone's an MMA or UFC fan, you know that this is going to be an absolute crazy fight to top the year off with. And we want to do the same. We're going to have our biggest pot available to reward both of these UFC fights. We're already up to 40 uh, IST. Uh, I think we're tracking to be between 50 and 60 IST to split out to the winner. Uh, the, the, the winner's holding the winning NFTs. So there's going to be a decent pot. However, if you check, you'll notice we didn't drop the first editions for Scrapped or Chaotic. Normally, we release the first editions along with the rest of the editions and, and any, any special editions. Uh, but this first edition is going to be probably the biggest NFT we've ever created. It's going to have two collaborations in one NFT. One of the collaborations is a music artist right here on Omniflix. And we'll be featuring his music in the, both of the first editions. And we also are doing a cross-chain reaching out into the cosmos to bring in another project from another blockchain who is uh decided to do a feature on these two special uh limited edition first editions so those will be posted live i will mint them and put and list them live on that show uh for anyone who buys any edition of those two fighters if anyone who buys any of the editions and bets on this fight it's only five s five ist that's five dollars per nft we're going to have a proof of participation 
uh, NFT that will be airdropped to you after December 16th's fight. Doesn't matter whether you win or lose the, the fight. Doesn't matter whether you get paid off the IST from UFC 296. Anyone who buys the NFT for those two fighters, chaotic or uh, uh, scrapped, you're going to get a proof of participation NFT. And we have some very special things planned uh, with our partners from the other blockchain and the other uh, uh, partners that we have. So definitely pay attention to this. This is going to be a really cool drop. And thank you for all the support. Uh, thank you so much, Chris, for sharing this. Uh, totally excited because I haven't participated so far in any of the things, but I've heard, uh, I think I am just experiencing a lot of FOMO uh, for taking part in fight. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, for anyone that hasn't bought one, for anyone that hasn't bought one, that's okay. I forgive you. Not everyone's an MMA fan or UFC fan, but if, if you're going to buy one NFT, this is the one to buy. And it's not even about the $5 we make on that NFT because most of that gets staked and goes out to pay the winners for the game anyways. It's it's about the proof of participation NFT that you'll get. This is the one, and this is your only chance. So trying to create a little bit of FOMO. Thank you. <laughs> You're doing a great job at it. Um, yeah, I think, uh, I think I've heard about this from a lot of other creators, especially. So that's that's what's creating the FOMO because uh, it's in MMA and now it's football and stuff and that just creates like uh, I, I don't want to miss out on being an early bird here in doing so especially uh, the different uh, category of uh, this thing and category of uh, NFTs that you can get the amount of splits that you and commission that you get on those top, top of things uh, that's that's really really cool structuring of, of incentives for taking part in, in this uh liam i see that uh if you have any any points to add here i think uh we have gone through extensively uh, all the segments it's been a long space so i'd like to hear from you before we close sure yeah i mean um i was just kind of listening in there and it sounds like uh some really awesome stuff was happening between uh snails and articulate uh it looks like there's some partnership happening there so that's really cool to see Kareem, amazing that you onboarded uh, another creator into Omniflix. I think that's amazing from you. So really well done. Thank you. Um, and I just love to to see the like excitement from the community, from the creators, from from real people coming here and um, leveraging, you know, the the technology stack and the um, the social connections that the Omniflix team has and has put you know years of work into. Like leveraging that now for, for your products, for your communities. So that's super awesome stuff. Um, you know, good luck with all the music that you make articulate. Uh, hearing your story was really interesting um, about, you know, how you started off um, kind of uh, in Jamaica, I think you said. Um, you've been to like NFT conferences. You're speaking in 2024. Good luck with that. That's really, really awesome. Um, really respect that. I uh, spoke at Cosmoverse recently, and I know that was uh, quite nerve-wracking for my first one. Um, yeah, just a huge shout out to everyone joining. Uh, super for your updates, Nata, Dao, uh, Porabu, everyone you know who's spoken. Chris as well. Good luck with your fighting NFTs, and yeah, I mean I'm just feeling great listening to everyone uh, towards the end there, and kind of sitting back and, and not speaking so much to myself. So I don't want to take the mic too much. 
Um, but I do obviously want to thank everyone who's joined today. Um, I think this has been a really great space. And um, yeah, I just would love to see it grow and see more community members uh, join in and speak. With that said, I'll pass it back to you, Jaden. Yeah, no, uh, definitely. Uh, thank you, Liam, for uh, especially engaging. Uh, like such a great conversation with NetherDAO. I think some of your questions for validators and uh, governance uh, really uh, like you know those details that get lost in the threads uh, on Twitter. And I don't think anyone has the bandwidth to uh, like you know keep doing deep dives on them, but having them uh, discussed on a space uh, in a very simple manner really helps everyone. And and thank you to all the creators who joined in, uh, uh, who took out the time to hear, l listen in. Uh, updates from the from the from the complex crew and from the fanatics and for joining in and sharing your updates uh we would love to hear your feedback and any pointers you have in terms of improving our product or for improving our apps uh, and uh, thank you uh, for your like you know continued support throughout this journey uh i know there is thanksgiving tomorrow and since we don't have a free space anymore uh, happy thanksgiving to all of you uh yeah. Wish you. Well, Jatin, tomorrow is is there something special which will be happening tomorrow? Oh, from our side. Thanks. Yes. Oh, I think we'll be dropping an announcement for that. Like uh, it's our our way of uh, doing a, a small thank you to a lot of people. Uh, okay. So, lot of updates. Lot of SRs. <laughs> so keep an eye on Omniflix Twitter account for tomorrow's update and. For Fanatics Alpha update, they are for tomorrow. Yeah, definitely. Thanks, thanks for that update. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think uh, it's gonna be a real Thanksgiving, especially for people who are, who have helped, uh, like you know, build Omniflix and and keep it uh, running throughout, like you know, for so many years. So keep uh, watch out for announcements, and I wish you all a great time with your family and your loved ones. Uh, yeah. Thank you for attending space. Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey. What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve mentality stuck in the burbs. I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works, and we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt. We rape and plunder the earth, sit and wonder about the worth and play. Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served. Motherfuckers walking around here looking faceless, trying to make a living selling friendship bracelets, dead ends dragging out the max amount of. Payments, red down days, got them acting all bankless. Yo, fam, what? Check these token knocks. They probing this bear, flexing broken honest. I had to lay my soul down. I'm just roasting knotters, and then to end a long day, 11 bowls of chronic. Never known the politic, I was born to frolic. It's been my policy to pollinate all over the plot. We got a lot of apologists jumping in at the top. We like to measure their velocity before they hit rock bottom. Over impossible loss, it's all moss, and I'm liking the odds. Fond doing the morning, forming mycological. Bonds. Click the cap, yo, the road is highly involved Flip a coin, diary fall Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served
trying to figure out the max amount of dinner lace stacked in non-toxic just to get a better place smacking on the hostage like the shit is played for keeps clowns white knight and all these maybellines they call it implausible when model after model keeps on ripping off the coat and going full throttle beats tearing apart your community all these low-hanging fruits bearing zero liquidity got a planet in reach coming standard to each i'm on the back 10 stargazing after the siege commanding all the management to grab a few seats and then we'll round up the beasts and send a messenger east y'all better sign a release when i'm bumping these beats hands up if i got motherfuckers drumming the streets yo we got a few dubs we got a couple defeats and if you're coming for the king you better have some of each motherfuckers screaming out loud looking for mercy before they find themselves working a corner down in jersey what could be worse misrepresenting the first come first serve mentality stuck in the verbs i'll be numbing up first before discovering what works and we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt we rape and plunder the earth say and wonder about the worth and play ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Spaces.